And so, my fellow Americans, ask not what your country can do for you, ask what you can do for your We are the last Americans. We are the last Americans. We are the last Americans. Yo, yo, hello, everybody. What is going on, man? Happy Monday. Happy Monday, dude. It's an entertaining morning, that's for sure. <laughs> uh, yeah. Guys, uh, if you notice, uh, if you haven't seen the show before, uh, welcome. It's a brand new first episode. The Last Americans podcast right here. Yes, it is. Formerly part of my American. All right? Yeah. Got to say that. It's kind of like the... You know, the symbol, formerly known as Prince. You know what I'm saying? It's formerly known as part of my American. Uh, Greg is not here today, guys. Uh, we ran a show a little bit earlier with him, but he was having some technical it was, difficulties. Yeah, we are having some major uh, connection issues. So tomorrow, yeah, we're hoping everything's back to normal. But here we are, uh, first episode, dude. I'm super excited. Got to get used yeah. to this name, dude. I know. It's weird. It's, a, it's freaking weird. I mean, weird. We, you under one thing for years, and then... Uh, it changes, and it's a, there's a lot to yeah, a lot to absorb right now. Yeah, I mean, three years of part of my American uh, plus, you know what I'm saying, building that and having it in us. I almost had that tattooed on me, bro. You know what I'm saying? <laughs> uh, it was a huge part of our lives, guys, and uh, and hard to let go of. Uh, but at the same time, super excited for this new adventure. Yeah. See where it goes. Hopefully, this eliminates all those roadblocks. Um, and just, you know, so you guys know, um, if you're listening, we, we put out a little teaser uh, trailer on the other accounts. That will be up later, you know, at some point today. Just kind of directing you to all the new accounts. If you guys are listening right now, um, make sure you go follow us on Instagram, Twitter. Uh, we are now on every platform. That includes Spotify, which for many years now we have not been able to get on. Yeah. But we are going to be on all accounts. And uh, we'd really appreciate if you guys uh, went and subscribed to everything, hit the notification bell and everything. That way you guys are up to date with all the new shows. Right? Yeah, go out there, get everything. Uh, hopefully, I mean, a lot of you guys will follow us over, and we'll be have a lot less restrictions this yeah. time. So we, there won't be anything, any battles involving that. So yeah, yeah, it's just Only a huge up. process. It's a huge process, man. Yeah. Uh, and uh, Greg and, and Chris, especially uh, over the weekend, getting everything set up. Uh, big props to those guys uh, for getting everything going. And uh, you know, it's going to take time to get everything back to just being a smooth operating machine like it was. Uh, but we got the new intro. We're gonna, you know, we're not changing the set right now. But regardless, it will be uh, shortly once yeah. we get the move going. Uh, so, guys, we appreciate you so much, and thank you guys for uh, dealing with all this with us and following us through with all this stuff. And we do have some fun articles. We have some uh, good, good topics today. Unfortunately, Greg's not here. He had a couple fun ones too. Uh, but I'll leave those maybe to tomorrow when he can actually speak yeah. on because I want his opinion on them. Uh, but this weekend was good, man. It was good. It was busy. Uh, my daughter got to go out and hang out with some friends. You know, she's it's it's like she's ah. at that age right now where uh, my wife took her and her friend from school to a movie together. Oh, OK. And watched uh, this little chick flick. Uh, and I guess it was a good movie. I don't even remember the name of it. But uh, then we took her out to dinner. Uh, mm -hmm. They picked me up. We went out to dinner. And it's nice. dude. It's cool being a parent. And it's cool seeing your kids getting to the age where, you know, they're chatting on the phone, wanting to go to a movie. You know, and I, we were at the uh, we were at dinner, dude, and uh, the girls were playing. My middle daughter was playing with them too. They were all playing actually, and uh, this like baseball team of kids came up. You know, it was all like ten to twelve year old baseball players in their outfits. They obviously had a game. I was just watching the girls, and they're just like, mm, you know, <laughs> being little and awkward I was like, girls. I was like, <laughs> no. 
Listen, I'm ready for all the fun stuff, but I'm not ready for the boy thing. Yet. Uh, you know yeah. what I'm saying? And uh, not that uh, at 10 or 11. I don't think you're going to be ready for it. No, I don't think you ever will. I don't think you ever will. No, it's just going to one one day, that's how it's going to be, and then you're just like, shit. Well, you know. You got to deal with this now. Yeah, you just handle it as it goes. Yeah. You know, there's nothing else you can do about it. You just handle it as it comes, uh, and you and you just hope that you, like, raise your kids right and that they're not going to do anything stupid. And kids do stupid shit. Oh, yeah. But it's, just, gonna it's, it's cute. Shit. It's cute, like, seeing them, like, getting, you know, to the age where they're, like, gossiping with each other. Oh, yeah. Getting, you know what I'm like, saying? embarrassed or bashful. Yeah, yeah, yeah. So, no, there was that. Uh, also, you know, listen, as far as this new show goes, like, you know, we, we obviously talk a lot about politics in the past. We're going to continue to do so because it's very important. Yeah. But sports and, uh, you know, we also are into, like, racing and cars and all kinds of stuff. Yeah. And I definitely, like, I'm excited for that kind of stuff to be introduced more because that is a big part of my life. Yeah. Uh, you know, the whole, the the culture around hot rodding uh, and sports. You know, I'm a huge sports guy. And, Chris, you got, like, the motorcycles yeah, and racing. Uh, racing. And so there, there's a whole bunch of stuff that we are excited to introduce into the show and have conversations about. Uh, one being right now this the uh, NBA playoffs, man, which I'm, I'm that was mm. my weekend. <laughs> um, you know, it's just, it's that time where we're getting to the finals. You know what I'm saying? It's the finals, uh, coming up soon. We're at the Western conference finals, Eastern conference finals right now. And, uh, I love seeing the Lakers fucking LeBron James. I can't stand that guy, but I love seeing them losing. It's uh they're down like three Oh, so I'm oh, just like, really? I'm like, yes, Denver, let's get it going, dude. You know, it's been good. <laughs> so I spent the weekend just like watching some sports, hanging out with the family. Um, my, my wife and kids are going to be leaving for two weeks. Oh Yeah. Uh, we're actually going to Houston this weekend. This yes, coming we weekend, uh, I'm going to be looking Here at the, the house. Memorial Day weekend. Where you're looking at your house is being built. It's being built right now. Uh, yep. Hopefully, you know everything goes well because it's inspection time, right? It's getting. It's they're starting to do inspections. Yeah, yeah. yeah. and then uh, we're meeting my brother and sister in law at the airport in Houston, picking them up, and then we're going to go. House, all all of us are going to go house shopping. Yeah, so we got the whole damn fam coming down, which is awesome. Yeah, because uh, yeah, your um, brother in law. And sister-in-law and their family, uh, we we love them, and uh, their kids are friends with our kids. Yeah. So it's like a cool little meetup, and the kids get to see them and stuff. And uh, it's going to be nice to be in Houston, uh, and I'm excited to see the house because the last time we had looked at the property, it was a pile of dirt. It was just dirt. <laughs> it was a, it was just a fucking thing of dirt. And the guy's like, "This is where it's going," and I'm like, "Cool, man." Uh, and it's cool is every Tuesday he sends us photo updates. Oh, okay, yeah. Um, so we get to see like the progress over the past couple weeks, and uh, it's going up quick. And so he wants us to be a part of it, which I think is great. So we're going to go check out the house, see where it's at. There's going to be, I think he said there's going to be some uh, inspections done. And he'd like us to be there to kind of look at the house and see, you know, like how it's coming, if there's anything we're concerned with, you know, any of that stuff. So regardless, we're going to have a fun weekend in Houston this yeah, weekend. Yeah, it's going to be fun. Uh, we get to hopefully hang out with you guys, and you guys are going to be looking at places and, and areas, and your brother-in-law and sister-in-law are going to be looking at places, so it's going to be fun. And then the two days after we get back, my wife and kids are going back to Washington for two weeks. I'm getting, I'm, I'm by myself. By yourself for two weeks. I don't know what I'm going to do. I'm hopefully, listen, here's the deal. I'm, I'm thinking I got my blazer. I need to get that thing going. You do. So I'm going to, I'm going to probably have, I'm going to have time to just go out and just uh, get the tune up and fix some leaks, dude. Wash her you just up. have time to do dude shit. You can just work <laughs> on your, have a couple, you know, whiskey Cokes and sure. work on your blazer. Yeah, man. You know, I just, uh, you know, when you're by yourself, you're used to being around people. That's tough. Yeah. That's really it, tough. It would be weird, like, if, like, Ash or the kids are, went off for two weeks and I was just here by myself. It would be weird. Yeah, because you feel like you could fall into laziness. Yeah. And, and that's what I don't want to do. I don't want, and, and I, I have the potential to. <laughs> I don't want to fall into laziness. I'm hoping, like, I, there's things that need to be done. We are going to be moving in a couple months. 
Oh, yeah, you guys starting the packing thing already? Well, we haven't, but I'm just saying we got trash in the garage, cardboard. We need to make, I made dump runs. There's yeah. just stuff that I, I should be able to do and just get done, and I hope that's, I hope that's what transpires. I really <laughs> Otherwise, I'm going to feel like such an asshole. Uh, but, no, it's, it's going to be it's gonna be a fun couple weeks, and, uh, guys, we're going to get this thing flowing smooth again, making yeah. sure the intro, we're going to tweak the intro a little bit. We're going to do a couple things here and there. But all, all in all, I'm very excited about this. Uh, it's an exciting time in both of our lives. Uh, not only for the show, but for our personal lives where we're getting ready to make another move. Hopefully the last one, you know what I'm saying? Where we're, yeah. we're comfortable and actually can enjoy knowing that it's ours. Yeah. That's the, a huge thing. Well, yeah, that's that's a huge thing. Just like the uh, the not feeling at home, the not the, the stress of like this isn't where we're staying. Yeah. You know, there's there's a feeling you have when you when you know you're gonna be in that position for yeah. the foreseeable future. Absolutely. And none of us have been that way for a while now. No, I agree. So, I mean, yeah. it, that's going to be a big relief, I feel like. Yeah, we love the house that we're in, uh, but it's, it, it is weird when, like, because we're renting right now, yeah. obviously, and it doesn't feel like your home. Yeah. Like, even after all this time, we've been here for pff, seven months or whatever it is, and it's like, you don't want to put anything on the walls. You can't change anything that you, like, are annoyed with. It's yeah. just like, you have to leave it be. And I just am excited to get into a house where we can start doing things mm -hmm. and not feeling like it's somebody else's property. Yep. And uh, my kids can actually have a room that is theirs. You know, they can decorate it and put up stuff that they want to on the walls and hang shit and, and shelves. And, and all that stuff is hard when you're renting because you don't want to fuck anything up. Yeah. You know? Well, that and on our end, too, when we decided to do this, our house sold uh, way quicker than way we quick. thought. So uh, yeah. we've been in the fifth wheel for way longer than we you have been originally wanted to. You have been a long time. <laughs> and uh, I, I will say this, props to you, because having children – a small family, you know, you got two kids, yeah. you and your wife, in a trailer for that long is whew, that'd be tough, bro. It gets it gets it has its moments, sure, where you're pulling your hair out, but it has fun times too. It's like, it's kind of yeah. nice to be close, but I, I know I know for a fact you guys are so stoked to get into like a house, oh yeah, uh, and actually be able to do stuff just like us. So that all that stuff is kind of what's been taking over lives outside of the show is just mm -hmm. like. Are we ready, man? Are we getting more excited for yep. this? Start packing stuff. I got to start doing that soon. And then the changes on this show to, yeah. to boot. That's just changing everywhere. Absolutely, man. So anyways, long story short, uh, we're having a good time. Yeah. It's been fun. Uh, it's challenging. There's going to be some bumps in the road, as always, when you start a new show. But uh, thank you guys for being a part of this with us. And uh, like I said, make sure you get over and subscribe to all the channels. But I do have some articles I want to actually talk about today. Let's do it. Let's do it. Uh, the first one that I want to get through is the FBI. This has been coming out over the weekend. Uh, they just got caught in yet more massive, outrageous FISA abuses. And I saw this through, uh, I think, TikTok. They were talking about it. Saw a couple videos being posted about it. And I was like, what's this about? They aren't, the FBI is already having a lot of troubles. Yeah. Uh, their approval rating is absolute shit. And I'm talking absolute shit. After all the stuff that's come out about what they didn't do when they were supposed to do it, whether that's the Hunter Biden laptop or the way they treated Trump. Well, yeah, it's like what they what they didn't do when they're supposed to be, what they did do when they weren't supposed to be. Sure. Like backdoor deals. It, yeah, it's just why is this organization around at this point? Yeah. I so, mean, that's probably on everybody's minds, I imagine. Yeah. Yeah, this article actually is describing how extensive the, uh, you know, you could argue illegal operations were. Mm. Um, the biggest, and I'll just skip down real quick because this was the one that caught my eye. This was the one that I saw on, on, on TikTok and Twitter. The heavily redacted 2022 
2022. I don't know why I said it like that, but 2022 <laughs> opinion finally released this last Friday revealed the FBI conducted 278,000 improper searches of Americans in 2020 and early 2021. Yeah. 278,000. That is so many improper searches. I mean, and what they mean by improper searches, that's literally uh, either they're they're spying on things you do mm-hmm. or they're uh, going into places they shouldn't be going into without warrants sure. or, you know, that kind of stuff. Or looking into J6 stuff. Yeah, investigating people mm-hmm. that aren't deserving of that. Yeah. So it said, incredibly, the Bureau conducted roughly 3.4 million warrantless searches of Americans in 2021 via Section 702. Mm. Section 702, if you are unaware, and I'll pull this up real quick because I want to make sure that everybody understands what this is. Yeah. Uh, What is Section 702? Section 702 is a key provision of the FISA Amendments Act in 2008 that permits the government to conduct targeted surveillance of foreign persons located outside the United States with the compelled assistance of electronic communication service providers to acquire foreign intelligence information. Also... The government uses this information collected under Section 702 to protect the United States and its allies from hostile foreign adversaries, including terrorists, uh, proliferators, and spies, and to inform cybersecurity efforts. The issue comes down to, though, the everyday citizen. uh, Are you being, because remember this many, many years ago, they were saying they're always spying on us. Yeah. You know, they're always watching you and people are like, oh, you're paranoid. I mean. Well, they are. They actually are. And to some extent. And so whether it's, you know, through the J6 situation, uh, whether it's through, you know, listen, Twitter, all this stuff is being compromised, right? And mm-hmm. so if you get on Twitter and you make comments about, you know, supporting Donald Trump or you're a conservative or you talk about transgenderism or any of those things, it could put you on a list. Ooh, nobody and then, likes And then that list all of a sudden gets to the government can watch you. Because, hey, you might be working with some people you shouldn't be working with, right? It's just a way for them to do it. I mean, and at this point, it's not even that you have to, like, or getting on a a list for something you said. Even if you have different beliefs or you you Mm. are on a different side of the political spectrum than they are, you are now a threat. Yeah. So after 9-11 attacks, George W. Bush administration decided the president was entitled to order the National Security Agency to vacuum up Americans uh, and foreigners' emails and other data without a warrant. So this came from the 9-11 Patriot Act and all this other such things, right? Federal judges disagreed, and the result was in 2008 FISA reform that authorized the feds to continue uh, commandeering vast amounts of data. Uh, But under Section 702 of that law, the FBI was permitted to conduct warrantless searches of that stash for Americans' data only to seek foreign intelligence information or evidence of a crime. But they can make that stuff up. You know yeah. what I'm saying? They could just say that you're committing a crime. They could say that you're involved in a group that does commit well, crime, and, and all of a sudden you're lumped in. Well, and they did it. That's exactly what they did with the with the whole FISA situation with Donald Trump. Yeah, that all everything they needed, the whole Russia collusion thing, was all made up. Yeah, and they made it all up to get the FISAs to end up spying on whoever they wanted to spy on. But so what that is? So there's no reason why they couldn't do the same thing to anyone. Yeah, and that's the problem. Yeah, it's not that you don't want people to keep an eye on people that you're concerned with, genuinely concerned with, right? Because I think you can look, and we've seen this with, uh, you know, like the Boston bomber or or any of these like pipe bombers and stuff. Like the government agencies, and it's especially shooters. Like let's yeah. be real, like school shooters and stuff. A lot of times, the FBI and the government knows about these people already. 
Yeah. And those are the people you want them to know about, right? The ones that are potentially going to do something dangerous. And then th- that's the situation where they're not doing what they're supposed to be doing. Exactly. And the issue is, is that that line becomes super blurred because yeah. then they start saying, well, hey, if you went to J6 and you were part of it, which they talk about here, the day before Thursday, on uh, FBI whistleblower revealed the Congress testimony that FBI headquarters pressured agents to treat anyone who attended the J6 protest as a criminal suspect. Yeah. If you took part in that... You get lumped into a group, right? That group is considered a terrorist group, and all of a sudden they have the right, quote-unquote, to watch you and figure out what you're doing. Yep. Get information from you. So, I mean, it's a really dangerous path, and I think this is why you see even Kennedy, you've talked about Trump. I mean, most people are saying we need to do something about the three-letter agencies because there's too much going on. Well, yeah, it's corrupt and, beyond and, belief. Yeah, and it's been going down this path for a long time, since 2001, 2002 when the Patriot Act was put into place in the first place. Yep. That, that, that was their, their lead-in to start doing whatever they want, basically. Yeah. Yeah. It's like the uh, red flag laws yeah. with the guns. I mean, it's like it's, it's, you look at it in, in the extreme examples, it makes sense, right? A person who's crazy, you know what I'm saying, and it's having a person say, dude, this person's losing their mind. That's why they sell it that way. Yeah. Because if you were going nuts, and I could tell, we're friends, and I could just be like, dude, Chris is really off his rocker, man. Like, he's saying crazy shit. He's talking about doing crazy shit. It's a good thing to be able to say, hey, we need to keep an eye on this guy. Like, something's going on. I don't know if I can help him. You know what I'm saying? Like, Mm -hmm. that's what they're trying to sell it as, right? Mm -hmm. To prevent you from buying a gun is because there's people concerned around you that you're going to do something nuts. Yeah. And You're a danger to society. Yeah. Surface-level theory Perfect sense, right? You don't want somebody that's on on the cusp of breaking down to have a gun and do something nuts. Mm. But when you talk about a libertarian form, your freedoms, Mm -hmm. it becomes a problem. Yeah. So how do you handle that? And these guys are just basically saying like, hey, if we're concerned at all, then we're going to break all your freedoms just so we can make sure that uh, you're not doing what you're, you know, something crazy. Well, not only that, now it's to the point where they're just going to make up reasons for concern. Sure. And you, ha- you could have a crazy ex-wife, crazy girlfriend, yeah. uh, crazy parents, somebody that says, hey, uh, you know, this guy's abusive and he's making threats even though you didn't. And all of a sudden you're not allowed to have guns anymore. So there, those are the kind of issues that happen with this. Right. Yeah. And that's where people's concerns are, that somebody could say something that's not true and, and kind of defame you in a sense and make you out to be something you're not. And then all of a sudden you're ruined. Yeah. And your freedoms are gone. Well, where does it go? I mean, I mean, how we've I've said it many times before, but how many instances of distrust or lies or whatever the the FBI or the CIA or yeah. whatever has to be proven that they're doing and and proven that you can't trust them anymore before any, some changes. kind of action has to be taken place. Well, it's I just think to go back and forth with you on this it's just it's it's a tougher battle than just saying we need to do something right uh it's a huge agency yeah. they got lots of funding they got lots of employees um i don't think most people want to just completely outright dispose of it with no, no solution because right? uh, because they've said it before and I, I do agree that there are uh like sub levels of the fbi and stuff that do good sure but it's the people that call the shots at the top are the ones that are I feel like are the ones that are doing all this. Yeah, but you get rid of them. Like, what's stopping the new people coming in to be corrupted easily? Like, you got to find a way to have, like, a stopgap to where there is no corruption, and that's difficult. Well, I mean, the, the, the way you do that is you bring in new people, but then you also find out who the people are that are corrupting. Sure. 
you could also have more of a rotation. You could have people coming in and out maybe yeah. to where they're not in position for fucking 25 years where they have the ability to be corrupted over a decade. Yeah. I mean, I don't know how long some of these people are in office. I know they switch frequently, but they're in the FBI for long periods of time. Yeah. And not that you shouldn't be. Like, I, I feel like in order to do a good job, let's say you're great at surveilling and you're great at that kind of stuff. Mm-hmm. Um, if you're good at the job and you are great at finding people that are dangerous, why would you want to just get rid of you, right? Like, that's a different kind of thing. It's not like a political figure. But for some reason, through administrations, like, these people are appointed or they're in there and they work with people. And we don't know if this is long-term. We have to assume it is. We just know more about it right now because we're talking about it because people are bringing it up because the Hunter Biden situation, because of the Joe Biden situation, the whole thing, the yeah. Trump situation especially, we just see more of it. So we know that it's happening now. But this could have been going on for decades and decades and decades. Probably in was. In some level or another. Probably was. It probably There's just different things implemented that makes it easier now. Yeah, absolutely. And so where, where do you, how do you fix it? I have no idea. But I think you have to start dismantling certain aspects of it, whether they're too big. That's a big dog to fix. It is a big dog to fix. Yeah, his balls are I don't hanging. Know if, I don't know if that's a saying. But. We're making it one. <laughs> uh, yeah, it, it, to neuter that one is going to be tough. Yeah. It's, it's going to be tough. But I think you have to go through and you have to start maybe making it smaller and more efficient. Uh, maybe there's too many people. Uh, you know, the IRS just wanted to bring on, what, 85,000 new people? Like, it, it gets to a point where it's, like, huge. It's yeah. too damn big to follow all of it. I think that's the, that's the problem with a, with a lot of government and the agencies that they run. Is that There's just too much. Well, and there's too many hurdles. And so that's one of the things, you know, I don't want to get on this for too long, but that's one of the problems is that the FBI is aware of these people that are dangerous, yet they still are able to act out on, on crimes that they're doing. Yeah. So if it comes to, like, the... You know, the Boston bomber, which I feel like is one of them. I could be wrong, but I feel like they knew about him before, Mm. had concerns, and yet he's still able to do what he did. And so is that because there's too many hurdles to jump? Is there too many people above you that you have to get approval of, and then by that time it's too damn late? Because if that's the case, then we need to start making – More streamline the bureaucratic uh, bullshit. Streamline it. hindrance. Sure, but then you're talking about government, more government. And I – it's just – it's a tough one. I'm glad I'm not in the position to have to figure it out because I don't know the answer to it. But I do think that you're going to see candidates that are coming up talking about this because oh yeah, depending on what aisle you're on, what side of the aisle you're on, you're going to have people discussing this. It is very, very important. And the Americans need to feel like they can trust the FBI, the CIA. Yeah, and the, the trust is at an all-time low right now, I feel like. <laughs> it is. And to go to the other point about like the, the – um, you know, the red flag situations and where people are making up things mm-hmm. like it happens, man, all the time. If you watch cops enough, I love cops. bro. <laughs> Is cops still around? No, it's not really. No, no they, it, I think it, they have. Other... It's turned into other shit now. Like uh, what was the one live PD? Live PD. Yeah, yeah, those are all fine. Cops was such a great show. Cops was. It was, I would argue, one of the best TV series of all time. Bad boys, bad boys. Yeah. What you going to do? Because you gained respect. You understood how difficult their job was. You saw that, like, the stuff they were dealing with on a daily basis was crazy. <laughs> so you had a lot of respect for it. And that was obviously in the whole uh, movement of, you know, defund the police that was removed because people were, quote, unquote, offended by it. Yeah. But, but ultimately what I'm trying to say is, is you watch those shows and you see these girlfriends, boyfriends, there's domestic cases, and they're saying, he tried to do this or she tried to do this and they have to try to figure out who's lying because someone's lying. Yeah. And they're always trying to make the other one look worse. Mm. Right. So I have a story from an IT employee who uh, decided to sue their boss after mistaking his initials for lewd reference 
email abbreviations for sexual advances. Why do I bring this up? A, because it's funny as fuck. Uh, because a this this person's clearly nuts, and this is in like Britain or something, dude. This is like a foreign country here, but this is <clears throat> this is real. This is how people's minds are nowadays. They look for things, right? Now I'm gonna read this email to you, okay? And I want you to tell me what you think is sexual about this. What? Wait, do you want me to tell you what I think is sexual, or do you want me to try to guess what he was thinking the initials were meaning? Well, the initials or aren't they, in Or here. do they say? Actually, they do. Don't look. I don't want you okay. to see it. I'm, uh, let's start with the initials. <laughs> we'll do that first, because I feel okay. like that's it. They talk about that right in the beginning. Okay. Um, so this woman's name, real quick, her name is uh, Karina Gasparoba. KG. That, that's not her. She's the one oh. accusing of oh, the okay. boss, okay? okay? Okay. So at the end of the email... Or actually, I think it was actually the file name that he had sent. He put his initials. The boss's initials was A-J-G. A-J-G. What did she think that meant? I'm A-J-G? Yep. You got to do it, man. Put your mind in her mind. The mind of a crazy person. A-J-G. I have no idea. Okay, well... We'll just go with it then. What? Okay. I see. That's what I was thinking. I, I wouldn't know. A-G-G. I wouldn't know. Nothing. What could that? I okay. Mean, a, a jack or automatic. Nope. You're way off. Okay. So <laughs> Gasparova additionally claimed that when Galandris, that's the guy's name, the boss, I, I'm probably mispronouncing. His last name, right? Galandris. Okay. Changed a file name to his initials, A-J-G. The acronym actually stood for, you ready for this? Okay. A jumbo genital. No, come yeah. on. Yeah. And she also claimed that he touched her on a hand one day while reaching <laughs> for a computer mouse. Oh, she God. also argued that uh, Galandris used a, quote, an alluring voice to tell her to, quote, have a nice evening. Oh, my God. Come on. But here's the email. <clears throat> she actually says the entire IT employee claimed that Galandris, who was the boss, uses XX in emails to where uh, to her where he attempts to kiss her why why was code for sexual contact and the three question marks was coded language inquiring when she would be ready to engage in sexual relationships she got all that from this particular email which says from him from the boss can you please complete the following the solution uh, uh, U- us currently used by xs agris companies and yy barge lines and com cargoes in South North flows in the question marks waterways. Okay, so he's using the XXYY and the question marks as replacements for business names. It seems that way. But she, the YY barge lines, it'd be like American barge lines or something like that. And the YY waterways, something yeah. waterways. Yeah. Uh, but in the email, she, according to the BBC, citing evidence that uh, was heard in court, also, quote, can you remind me of what the balance of the rollout will be in approximate timing? Thanks. That just sounds like a formal email to me. I mean, the only way you could think that that is what he was intending was, is there like a history of him sending these kind of messages? Like, uh, well, is, does a, he have a history of like sending subliminal messaging in his fucking emails no, to you? Like, no, the only history that is apparently is, there is that she he touched her hand by accident when grabbing a mouse, a computer mouse, and that he had a, uh, quote, Alluring voice when he said to have a nice evening. Like, how do you? Hello. Have a nice hey. evening. Hey. Uh, you, you, have, you have a good evening. I got a boner. 
What do you? How do you? How do you do it? Yeah, question mark. Question mark. Question mark. Regardless, the tribunal said the email was quote genuine request for information and did not in- insinuate Galandris wanted a sexual relationship. And I would have not got that from that. No, at all. Uh, regardless, the judge threw the case out and ruled uh, Gasparoba, which was the woman who was filing the claim. <laughs> skewed perception of everyday events and demonstrated a tendency to make extraordinary allegations without evidence. Why do I bring this up, guys? I bring this up because it tells you that people are willing to make outrageous claims about people. AJG, a jumbo genital. A jumbo genital. No one has used that ever in the history of language. I've never looked at my wife and said, are you ready for this jumbo genital? (laughs) And if I even did, she would tell me to fuck off. Maybe, maybe we're disconnected from uh, how society is now, or how yeah. these this new generation of people work. I think people I've are nuts. never heard of that acronym. But see, here's the issue: when you start looking for things, like if you're in the mindset that everybody's out to get you, or that every man everyone's is out a, to fuck me. Well, it's mostly let's say men. If you're a woman and you think that all men are bad and they're all sexist pigs, mm. you are going to look, look for any reason for anything. you can. Yeah. And I'm glad the judge threw this That's out. That's a stretch. Uh, he actually says Gasparova was ordered to pay 5,000 pounds, roughly $6,200 in the U.S. to cover the cost of the court. Uh, but the problem is, is that leading up to this case, I don't know how long this was in there, but this was obviously she was an IT, her boss. You know, he obviously has other employees. Yeah. All while this was in court, this guy was probably getting slandered left and right. Maybe. Or the rest of the workers were like, oh. Gasparova, she's nuts. That chick's full of shit. Maybe. But the problem is, is you're making stuff up about a person who then has to defend themselves. Right? And that goes back to the the false flag shit. People will say stuff just to hurt you. Well, and that goes back, that goes to how flawed things are now anyway. Because you shouldn't have to defend yourself. They sh- They have the burden of proof. Absolutely. Absolutely. But... We've seen that altered a little bit. Exactly. Uh, before we continue, guys, I want to talk to you about ghost beds real quick. Do you mind, Chris? Do you mind Go doing a little it. ghost beds? Uh, we love ghost beds. They've been a loyal sponsor of the Drinking Bros for the past five years, and everyone raves about them. They have super comfortable mattresses that last forever, and they're made right here in the USA. Every mattress has a 20-year warranty, some even 25. You can try it out for 101 nights. If you don't like it, you can send it right back. No hard feelings. I actually own a ghost bed mattress, and I freaking love it. It is fantastic. It is nice and cool. And that's what makes them so great, even more than any other one, is that they have a cooling technology. So when it's really hot here in Texas, you have that nice mattress to help cool you down at night, right? You're not getting those sweats, the ball sweat. Uh, GhostBed also offers bundles so you can get everything you need. You don't really even have to think about it. Just choose from their four mattresses, then pick your bundle. Uh, So whether you want a mattress and a frame or you want all like the cooling pillows and sheets, you can get the best bang for your buck with the GhostBed bundles. So right now, GhostBed is offering 40% off GhostBed bundles where you get a mattress and adjustable base. Or 30% off everything if you use the code Drinking Bros at ghostbeds.com backslash Drinking Bros. Uh, you can get a mattress for as little as $35 a month, Chris. $35 Ooh, a month. That's cheap. They have a $0 down, 0% financing plan for up to 60 months to help you out because we know that the times are tough right now. And we all you know, need a little help here and there with money. Oh, yeah. Uh, so go check it out at ghostbeds.com backslash drinking bros. And, guys, just so you know, you can get an RV or camper mattress. That's a new feature for them. So yeah. get rid of that crusty old piece of shit that you got in the camper. 
and put in a ghost bed. Make sure your nights are nice when you're out there enjoying uh, some traveling. Yes. Uh, like I said, I do own this bed. It is fantastic, guys. It is cool as heck. Very, very comfortable. And I want to say this real quick. Their customer service are top notch. We had a couple little issues, little bugs to work out. My wife thought it was too firm. They sent us a mattress topper. They were trying to accommodate us as much as possible. So A plus on the uh, on the customer service from these guys as on top of the price. So ghostbeds.com backslash drinking bros. Good stuff, man. It's good stuff. It's a great company, by the way. Great company. So long story short, guys, uh, people lie. People say shit. And then you have a, you know, a weaponized FBI and CIA that are willing to accommodate people saying shit. Because they mm. just go like, yes, somebody finally says something. We can actually act on this. Somebody finally says jumbo mm. genital. I know. <laughs> That'd be funny, like a code name. You know, I would have liked to have been in the in the room when they're like, uh, "Ma'am, what does a AJG actually mean in your experience?" She's like, "Well, it can only mean one I, thing. It it obviously means a jumbo genital." Yeah, and how would she know? And She's then I would like those. to have seen the face on people when when that was. They would have done what you did, which was like, "What? What?" That's never been said. That's never I was hoping said. to be something Joe genitals, you know, like oh. Joe Biden's genitals. Uh, I don't know what that would be, but uh, yeah. he might not have very much. I don't know. I don't know. Then his wife's purse, obviously. Mm, maybe. Uh, another thing that I thought was real interesting uh, in the news, and th this is actually a little bit alarming. Um, millions of people are told to get ready to evacuate. Mm. Millions. There is a volcano in Mexico, guys, and it is already erupting with smoke ash and molten rock and it's spewing into the sky and it's grounded planes already and it's forcing nearby schools to close and what's actually alarming is this is supposedly one of the most dangerous volcanoes in the world and why is that because it's huge but also because there's 60 or 25 million people that live within a 60 mile radius of this volcano hmm. 60 miles though i feel like that's a that's this one have to be pretty big i feel like that's a massive blast radius um, well, um, no, I mean, how big of a volcano could this be? I mean, look here, hear me out. Uh, Mount St. Helens blew. Yeah. And that was in our neck of the woods. And that was before we were born. I think it was 1980, if I'm not mistaken. Mm -hmm. Uh, but Mount St. Helens is probably at least 60 miles from Portland. Portland did feel some ramification. Now it's mostly ash. Well, yeah, it was just like some ash falling from the sky. Mm -hmm. But I mean, you normally wouldn't evacuate for that. Well, here's the deal. Um, Mount St. Helens was an anomaly a little bit, right? And I, listen, I'm not going to act like even I lived, I mean, shit, we lived like, what, 30 minutes from Mount St. Helens? I mean, we were not far away, but yeah, uh, I'm not going to act like I know about volcanoes, but Mount St. Helens blew, there was there was not a lot of lava. It blew the side of the mountain, yeah, which projected it out a certain direction, mm -hmm. which actually, I think, prevented a lot of like, Maybe. you know, if it was straight if up and down. it went straight up, it'd be a little different. Probably. We didn't see a lot of, uh, now listen, so some people died. Uh, there was major devastation, ash build up all over the place but we didn't see that lava and shit that we see in other areas yeah. of the world no, there wasn't any lava spewing lava and rocks and and, and massive explosion st helens wasn't quite that way i would like to know um how many people like would have to evacuate because they say millions mm -hmm. getting ready to evacuate yeah but then they say there's 25 million in the 60 mile radius yeah. which i doubt all of them would have to evacuate. Well, so here's the deal. I, I don't know in relation. But still millions evacuating is big. How close is it to Mexico City? Because Mexico City is a very, very dense mm. population. Like this is, I'm talking, It's I think it's one of the largest in the world, uh, if I'm not mistaken, of density. You know what I'm okay. saying? So 
so here's the map. You see Mexico City. Okay, so oh, it's yeah. it's a it's a it's a pretty good. It's hard to say how far that really is, but it's decent. Uh, it says Mexican Mexican authorities on Sunday raised the warning level for That's the uh, Papo Catapetil. Papa Papa Cata Papa Papa Papo P O P O C A T E P E T L volcano. Not even gonna try. <laughs> Uh, to one step below red alert. Yeah, it said it was in state uh, phase three. Yeah. Yellow. And you can see uh, from these pictures here, you can see lava. I mean, that's on May 20th. Yeah. Uh, you can see some great spews, uh, some lots great of smoke. Spews. Yeah, man. Uh, but they rose it to one step below red alert as smoke, ash, and molten rock spewed into the sky, po- uh, posing risks to aviation and far-flung communities below Mm. The huge volcano that towers above Mexico City is considered one of the most dangerous in the world because some 25 million people live within 60 miles of this thing. That is a lot of people, bro. It's a lot of people. And here's the problem with volcanoes. It's like you never really know how bad it is. Right now, when we were living in in, uh, the Northwest, you know, St. Helens Blue, that was before we were born. And it was sad. It was a tragic thing. I mean, some people lost their lives. There was a lot of damage that happened to the beautiful forest that was around it. It was, uh, and they felt that ramification throughout many states. Yeah, so it actually says uh, 45 miles is about how far. That's, you know, that's not crazy far, dude. That's not crazy far, no. And depending on how violent it is, now this is a pretty big-ass volcano, and you don't know. Like, listen, it could just sputter, it could spit up some rock and no big deal, or it could fucking blow. Yeah, but I feel like... I mean, maybe if they're if they're that worried about it that they're actually warning people right now that mm. this could happen. I feel like they're like, yeah, the, when this goes, it's fucking going. Yeah, yeah. So Sunday increased uh, alert level to yellow phase three. It comes days after Mexico City airports temporarily halted operations due to falling ash, which obviously can affect the airplanes. Yeah. Uh, the yellow warning means to quote remain alert and prepare for uh, possible evacuation. Now the scary part is this. Um, can you imagine, like, having that on your conscious that, like, you... At any moment, this yeah. volcano could blow up and, yeah. and we, you, we have to run for our lives. And then you're talking about a huge swath of people in one area trying to get out at one time. And that's that's Hollywood to a T, bro, where traffic jams, mm, yeah. you know, they're trying to get out and they Gridlocked can't. everywhere. It's, it, that's a that's a troubling thing. Well, to have to that and they have this... The city also faces threats of earthquakes and sinking soil. But the volcano yeah. is the most visible potential danger. Yeah. So the <laughs> sinking soil thing is actually a, a legitimate. The, the so city is, that, of, is that just like sinkholes? No, no, no. It's or the it whole like, city is is falling down. Jesus. Yeah. I actually look. I actually read this and looked it up a couple months back and was talking about it. Um, and and apparently the the soil that it's on is is just very unstable soil, and it's actually slowly sinking over time. So not on only, top of the volcano. So. <laughs> So this has probably been sinking for a while, and they're just yes. like constantly like, man, when is my house going to crack in half? When is all this stuff just going to slide out from under us? Yeah. And then they have earthquakes that are, are happening at the same time, probably speeding up the process or yeah. causing it. Yeah. And then now they're like, oh, you guys, actually, the most imminent threat we have is this volcano right over here that's going to actually going to blow up soon. Well, and it makes you listen. I'm not. I'm not into this. I don't know. Okay, but it makes you wonder <laughs> if it was to blow up, how how unstable would the ground become? That's already unstable. Yeah, yeah. Like if yeah. that whole area is unstable already, and then the volcano goes, does it do like like we've seen with the Mount St. Helens? 
where the whole area just fucking slides away. Maybe. It says new research. This is actually an old article, but just to kind of go off the sinking. New research reveals the cause of Mexico City's rapidly sinking and fracturing ground. Mm. Um, but it goes on to say the ground in Mexico City is sinking at a rate of almost 50 centimeters, 20 inches a year. Oh. 20 wow. inches a year. That's quite a bit. Like, that's actually a lot. Yeah. Like, normal... I mean, if it, if that was to, like, crack your house in half, that's one house... One half of your house is a full stair step higher than the rest of it. Yeah. Or more than that. That's wild. <laughs> like, that's a that's not just like, hey, we're, we're sinking an inch a year or, mm. like, a half an inch a year. Like, that's a lot. Yeah, that's, that's quite a bit. And it says it's not stopping anytime soon, nor will it rebound. So combining 115 years of ground-based and 24 years of space-based measurements, the team of U.S. and Mexican scientists have concluded that wide swaths of ground beneath the city are rapidly compacting after long ago being drained of water. The ground will continue to compact for about 150 years, they forecast, adding up to 30 meters to what is already several meters of substance during the 20th century. So it says here the the city <sighs> soil is so soft because it was built on a former lake bed, mm-hmm. and a uh, quake hundreds of miles away on the Pacific coast could ca- can cause huge destruction in the, in the capital. But here's the thing, here, as has happened in 1985 and 2017. Here's the deal. So you have this, uh, and maybe like pull up a picture of Mexico City. You can see how dense it is. Like I'm sure you can find an aerial yeah. shot. But my question would be, if it's sinking, 20 inches is no joke. Like, that is a massive amount of sinking. Now, granted, the whole city seems to be doing the same, so maybe you don't see those massive cracks, but I'm sure some sink more than others, you know, to some to some level. But if, it, if the mountain was to blow, yeah, and all of the ash from that mountain, or even lava if it got to that point, but especially ash, was to land on the city, compounding it, the weight of all that ash, does that sink it even more? I don't know. Look at this city, though, bro. Yes. I mean, it is dense dense you know what i'm saying it's a huge city a lot of beautiful parts of the city by the way i've been looking it up it's actually it has a lot of very pretty parts i'm sure a lot of scary parts but extremely dense with people and all that shit is just sinking and there's a volcano move just move yeah you gotta move you gotta move like just just say hey it was nice knowing you do do as the mayans did and just pack your shit and go somewhere (laughs) else you know what i'm saying because like it's not looking great man yeah go somewhere that's not a lake bed well, I mean, listen, I, I... I wonder, when they say sinking, like, is it the entirety of this city? Or yeah. is it just, like, certain sections are sinking and certain parts aren't? And it's, like, the whole thing is kind of just going... So, apparently, there's... Oh, man. Um, I wish I could send you this. I, I'm going to... I don't know how to send this. If you go to... Um, if you look up EOS, the looming crisis of sinking ground in Mexico City. So, EOS, looming crisis of sinking ground in Mexico City. Um, they actually show a little graph of 2020, and it kind of shows how the layout is of Mexico City, mm-hmm. just from this graph. And it's obviously, like, not as tight. You can see from the photos there. Just hit that one right there. That's all we need. This is in the article right here. Um, so there's the graph. You can show them. And it shows kind of how how it's all built. So the purple is volcanoes. Oh, now, obviously, it's spread out quite a like this is this yeah, seems this is, like it's very like, tight, yeah. but in reality, it's spread out a lot more than this. But the purple is both volcanoes, and then you have your basement, which is very, very low. You have uh, volcanics, which is underneath the volcanoes, and then aquifer, which is like the water, is, which is basically what everything is built on. And I like the uh, right under the city, aquatard. 
Aquatard. I don't know what the hell that is. That sounds that derogatory to me. I don't know <laughs> what they're trying to say there, but regardless, you have an aquatard above the aquifer, right? And then you have this qual. So basically, the the foundation which in which the cities are all built on are just constantly fucking moving in all different directions. Yeah, but they were saying that the water has eventually been drained. Yeah, slowly from underneath Mexico City, which is allowing it to drop twenty inches a year. That's wild. That's crazy. And then on top of the fact that now they have to be concerned about a uh, a looming volcano. Yeah. Well, maybe. I mean, that's Mother Nature. It's all. It's all just kind of draining away and sinking, and then that volcano is going to erupt, sending hot magma, magma down into the valley there, and then it's going to refill it back up. But see, that's the thing is, no one knows because I mean, how like listen, living in the Northwest for all those years, how many times did you hear about Mount Rainier? Mount yeah. Rainier is going to go. It's going to fucking any day go. now. They've been saying that for well, a and, decade, and then that's bro. a concerning one because Mount Rainier is close enough to Seattle. That would be a problem. Well, yeah, and that one they say if it ever does go, it would be bigger than Mount St. Helens. Oh, for sure. Yeah. For sure. And Seattle's dense, you know, yeah. pretty dense little. I mean, it's not a big, big, big city, but it's it's dense enough that it would be worrisome. Yeah. Uh, and so that, you know, it's, it's something to keep an eye on, but it's like, okay, and even, I don't know, maybe eight years ago, ten years ago, Mount St. Helens was pluming. Yeah, it was. I remember going outside. We have a we had a straight shot of Mount St. Helens where we lived. Like, I'd go out outside when I, I was living with my mom at the time still. Uh, I was probably, uh, so this was even longer than that, 15. But after high school, mm-hmm. and uh, I go outside, and I look up, and I see the mountain. And we had that shot of the uh, the dome. Oh, yeah. You know? And it was fucking, there was shit coming out of the fucking mountain. I was like, no way, bro. Like, we're going to get another fucking eruption right now. Like, well, there was quite a bit. And there was multiple times, even after then, where it was all over the news, where, like, it was like, oh, we're getting a lot more earthquakes, a lot more earthquakes yeah. now, and then you, there'd be yeah. plumes coming up. So, but the, the thing, what it comes down to with, with volcanoes, it's not like the movies, bro. Like, not every volcano is going to blow and be this catastrophic Pompeii shit, you know what I'm saying, yeah. where it's just like, or whatever the hell that was, that back in the day were just <laughs> encased yeah. people, and it's not all going to be like that. So, it's like, you want to get people to be precautious but you also don't want to over alarm them but this is a pretty good sized volcano in a very very dense area and if it did explode to like a big thing like we've seen in some explode i mean we've seen some volcanoes you know past couple of years yeah pretty hefty you remember the one in was it italy or spain and they were concerned that whole thing was gonna like oh, yeah. fall into the ocean and yep. cause tidal waves and shit i mean they can be pretty impactful you know yeah i i don't know i'd be i'd be interested to see like what they expect like if there's like a like a black like what see actually what they're they're thinking is going to happen yeah like, what, what, their, what their expectation is like if it actually blows like do they expect it to like just boom nuclear bomb style and yeah. there's like lava everywhere and it's like complete catastrophe or like what where does it fall on that scale i wonder yeah, I mean, it, 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 listen, it's alarming, man. Uh, and, and obviously, you don't want to see any catastrophic shit happen. Well, um, and you brought this up, too. Like, how many people are going to be flooding north because of that? Well, I was joking. <laughs> but, like, but seriously, I'm saying if you gonna, had— They got to go somewhere. Yeah, man. If and, you had, like, a major, major <laughs> catastrophe, when you're talking about one of the most <laughs> densely populated places in Mexico, mm-hmm. and arguably, I think Mexico City in the world is one of the largest cities in the world. Hmm. If you have it just get destroyed for some reason, like a catastrophic event happens, yeah, the amount of people that are going to 
flee outwards, you're going to see that whole thing just go around. Yeah, man. I, I have well, a feeling- not only is because that I feel like that would create a ripple effect, right? Yeah. All those people have to leave and they go out in all directions, most likely. And then those people take up housing and spaces there, and then those that pushes out more people, and then just uh, everything expands at that point. Uh, Mexico City is the sixth largest city in the world. Oh, yeah, it's big. That's huge. In Zeewald. So you never know. Uh, for, first and foremost, make sure everybody's safe, right? And I don't think we have a ton of listeners in Mexico City. <laughs> i got to be real with you. But hey, either way, we want everybody to be safe. We want everybody to take precautions. And, don't go on vacation there in the... Yeah, you might, your plane might not even make it. I don't know. They might ground it before it even gets there. But yeah, I, I have concerns because you know it is. Um, listen, they're they're a developed city to to an extent, but I don't yeah. know how developed and how much you know how many how much problems there would be if there was a major event there. That would be catastrophic. A lot would be a lot of problems. And you know, I imagine the U.S. would send help, obviously, in situations like that. And neighboring countries, I would hope. Uh, but we'll see what happens. Uh, other big news, what do we got? We got like fucking ten minutes, eight minutes, something. Yeah. Uh, I wanted to also say that uh, Tim Scott, he's going to be running. He oh, finally yeah. he finally made his announcement. Tim Scott says GOP voters have hunger for positive, conservative message as he declares for 2024 candidacy. Uh, you know, I, I don't have anything. I don't know much guy. about Tim Scott. Uh, you know, I've Honestly, seen him around. I've heard, I, like, I know who he is. I, I, like, seen him talk before, but I don't know a lot about, like... He's had some good messages. Well, like what he's running on. Uh, conservative guy, obviously, obviously African-American guys, and I think that's a positive thing. I think it's a he's a he seems um, like he's got a good message. He's well-spoken. Everything's yeah. cool. Uh, it might be a nice option, you know what I'm saying, for people who are concerned. Uh, but I said it to, to you right before the show. I don't know. He claims that, uh, you know, um, so he's from South Carolina, says once he gets into the Republican presidential nomination race, the polls will start to change. He's confident that once he actually has his name out there and he's actually starting to speak, that yeah. people will start to absorb what he's saying and, and you'll see some poll shifts. And, and that might be the case, right? Maybe. I, I think it's, it's, a, it's a positive thing. It's nice to have diversity, obviously. But on top of that, I don't know if he's going to be a real... Now, listen, Trump's obviously ahead on this one. There's no doubt about it. DeSantis is supposed to be supposedly coming out this week and making an announcement. Eh, we'll see. We'll see. Uh, but regardless, if you have um, if you have Tim Scott, you have DeSantis, let's say he actually does join, you got Trump, you got some pretty big guys in there. Yeah. I don't know where he goes, how far he can actually go, but I do think as a, a VP candidate, he would be a great choice if he wasn't really getting the numbers as far as presidential candidate. Mm. But I could see him being a, a valuable vice president candidate. Maybe. I mean, I'd... I, I, like I said, I don't know much about Tim Scott, so I'd have to look more into what he's about. But uh, he he just claims yeah. he wants to be more optimistic and have a positive message. And I and I do agree uh, that it's very easy to be negative. It's very easy to look at the negatives constantly, which there are a lot of. A lot. Um, but at the same time, you want to have you know faith in the system. You want to have positive stuff going forward. It can't all be doom and gloom, right? Yeah. Like that's that's not healthy for anybody. So if he's going to come out and talk about working together building relationships actually getting to where both sides of the aisle are are actually doing something together Mm -hmm. and figuring out problems cohesively i think that's going to register to a lot of people i think a lot of people are just fed up with the uh, party line shit and i do think that that's a message now whether that is enough that's a different story you know what i'm saying yeah i think honestly with this election i think a lot a lot of a look at people's policy is going to be under a magnifying glass mm-hmm. a lot more than usual i feel like so he he's gonna ha- not only is he gonna have to be like we we need some change 
uh, we're, we got to stay positive. We got to make the country go in the right direction. I think the ways in which you want to do that are going to have to hold water. Sure, agree. Yeah, and he was quoted here. He was asked about it. Um, I think by Fox, but he says. Uh, what I've seen in Iowa and New Hampshire is that voters are thrilled to have a conversation about optimism, a conversation about how to move this country forward together. I mm. uh, also quote, say, I'm stunned at the hunger for something positive as long as it's anchored in conservatism, as long as you uh, have a backbone. And I think when you're talking about that kind of a messaging, I think that I think that will ring to a lot of people. I think people... Yeah. I think they want to acknowledge the crazies, but I think that they also understand that not all left, you know, people on the left are crazy. A lot of people are misinformed, maybe, um, but the vast majority of people want the same thing. They want this country to be prosperous. They want freedoms. They want, you know, they just go, want to go about it differently. And we've got to a point now where it's very left, very right. Yeah. And that's not anybody's fault in the general public, but that's how politicians wanted it. Yeah, I think... Uh... I don't know if he has he ever ran before. I don't think no. so. I don't think so. No, I, don't I think so. he's got a lot of work to do to to get his name out there, honestly. And it's good. It's all, almost good that he has never ran before, because then you don't have anything else uh, holding you back. Like you don't have sure. any any kind of preconceived notions that people have. You're yep. kind of you kind of have a blank slate, and you can make that look however you want it to look. So I mean. I'm positive. I, I like that he's. I like that he's running. Honestly, I think it's good. I think that having listen, you could argue that Trump, there's no need because Trump has it in the bag. I think a lot of people say that. Like, why even bother? I mean, like we it's, ha- it's we, a Trump thing. Yeah, but but we there, want were, this. there was that before. Like uh, Ben Carson and and those guys ran. Yeah, Cruz and and Cruz and like all, all and that was good because that they were all right there and they offered very good debate on the on the same side and you could weed out the shit yeah uh and so that's the thing is we know where trump stands at this point in the race we already know what his policy is going to be what he stands for um desantis we we know to an extent but obviously with a new debate and his first time running you're going to see a lot of new stuff tim scott same thing there's going to be more and i think at the end of the day regardless of where you stand with trump whether you want him back in like there's no question asked or if you're on the fence it's always good to have debate you never know who's going to shine you don't. Uh, yeah. Tim, Scott, Tim Scott could come out and just destroy and just actually kill it and do a great job and have great actual, this is what we need to do moving forward. And and listen, sometimes I think that's, you know, you can talk a lot of circles, but when you come out and you actually have plans and this is what I want to implement, this is how I'm going to do it. Mm-hmm. I know you've said that before. Yeah. That can win people over. Yeah. With a real sense of direction, it can win people over. So. I, I don't ever want to say that anybody's out of the race unless we already know. And they like, let's say like, a, you know, Beto O'Rourke, like the guy's lost four times in a row on the Democratic side. Like, there's no fucking point, dude. Yeah. Uh, Ted Cruz, maybe uh, Bushes like those people. You already know what they stand for. You don't want to hear them again. There's no point. But somebody new, some fresh voice. Yeah. I think it's a positive thing, dude. Me too. I think it's a positive thing. And you never know how it's going to shake out, man. There has to be a VP. Trump ain't going with Pence again. Yeah. So I mean, you, you never know if they if they are you know got good ideas. Where are they going to land in office? You know what I'm saying? Yeah, I mean there could be. I mean obviously there's a bunch of different positions somebody could take. So yeah. I mean, it. It's we'll positive. see. It's positive. I, I'd like to. I want to see some uh, some policy on what he's doing. Uh, guys, thank you so much for watching the first episode of the Last Americans podcast. Guys, we're super excited. Make sure you yeah. go and you follow, like, share, do all that stuff. Make sure you go to all the accounts: Instagram, Twitter. Uh, I'm sure there's more TikTok eventually. Follow all of them so you have all the up-to-date information. Hopefully, Greg will be back on tomorrow with no issues. Yes, sir. We'll get all the little kinks worked out, but we love you guys. We appreciate you, and we had a blast. Cheers to a happy Monday. Have a good one, guys.